got podcasts and you can listen on the go. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. Hey, fellas, what y'all got there? Oh, man, you're messing with the king. What king, man? It's a drug, some boy, hot power drug. Oh, so that's what you call it. Yeah, baby, yeah. I don't care what you call it. It's still the king. Man, king who? King hell, and brother, king hell. Drive you insane, but you don't care cause you think it's cool. 
Sometimes I stare at the wall and in the back of my mind I hear my conscience call Telling me I need a girl who's as sweet as a dove For the first time in my life, I see I need love There I was, giggling about the games that I had played with many hearts And I'm not saying no names Then the thought occurred, teardrops made my eyes burn Cause I said to myself, look what you've done to her I can feel it inside, I can't explain how it feels All I know is that I'm never edition of the raw deal Playing make-believe, pretending that I'm true Holding in my lap as I say that I love you Saying I'm more Kissing you on the ear Whispering I love you And I'll always be here Although I often reminisce I can't believe that I found A desire for true love Floating around Inside my soul Because my soul is cold One half of me Deserves to be this way Till I'm old But the other half Needs affection and joy And the warmth that is created By a girl and a boy I need love Something I'll never forget. I need love. 
friends are no longer I'll play war on the run I need something that's stronger Friendship, trust, honor, respect, admiration This whole experience has been such a revelation It's taught me love and how to be a real man To always be considerate and do all I can Protect you, you're my lady and you mean so much My body tingles all over from the slightest touch of your hand And understand I'll be frozen in time Till we meet face to face and you tell me you're mine If I find you, girl, I swear I'll be a good man I'm not gonna leave it in destiny's hands I can't sit and wait for my princess to arrive I gotta struggle and fight to keep my dream alive I search the whole world for that special girl When I finally find you, watch I love unfurl I need love
under the influence of one drug. Television, the drug of a nation, reading ignorance and feeding radiation on television. The drug of a nation, reading ignorance and feeding radiation. TV, its satellite links are United States of unconsciousness. Apathetic, therapeutic, and extremely addictive. The methadone metronome, Pumping out 150 channels 24 hours a day. You can flip through all of them, and still there's nothing worth watching. TV is the reason why less than 10% of our nation reads books daily. Why most people think Central America means Kansas. Socialism means un-American, and apartheid is the new headache remedy. Absorbed in this world, it's so hard to find us. It shapes our minds the most. Maybe the mother of our nation should remind us that we're sitting too close to the television. The drug of the nation, reading ignorance and feeding radiation on television. The drug of the nation, reading ignorance and feeding radiation. TV is a stomping ground for political candidates. Where bears in the woods are chased by Grecian formerly bald eagles. Is mechanized politics, remote control over the masses, co-sponsored by environmentally safe gases, 
Watch for the PBS special. It's a perpetuation of the two-party system, where image takes precedence over wisdom, where sound by politics are served to the fast food culture, where straight teeth in your mouth are more important than the words that come out of it. Race baiting is the way to get selected. Willie Horton or Willie not get elected on television. The drug of a nation, breeding ignorance and feeding radiation on television. The drug of a nation, breeding ignorance and feeding radiation. On the screen is an address where you can mail your tithe offering or gift of love. Okay, got the idea? All right, brother, Is it the reflector or the director? Does it imitate us or do we imitate it? Because a child watches 1,500 murders before he's 12 years old. And then we wonder why we created a Jason generation that learns to laugh rather than abhor the whore. TV is a place where armchair generals and quarterbacks can experience firsthand the excitement of video warfare as the theme song is sung in the background. Sugar-sweet sitcoms that leave us with a bad actor taste, while pop stars metamorphosize into soda pop stars. You saw the video, you heard the soundtrack. Well, now go buy the soft drink. Well, the only cola that I support would be a union COLA cost of living allowance on television. The drug of the nation, breeding ignorance and feeding radiation on television. The drug of the nation, breeding ignorance and feeding radiation. between heavy-breasted beer and car commercials. CNN, ESPN, ABC, BCB, TNT, but mostly BS. We're oxymoronic language, like virtually spotless, fresh, frozen, light, yet filling, and military intelligence have become standard. TV is a place where phrases are redefined. Like recessions and necessary downturns. Crude oil on a beach to moose. Civilian death to collateral damages. And being killed by your own army is now called friendly fire. TV is a place where the pursuit of happiness has become the pursuit of trivia. Where toothpaste and cars have become sex objects. Where imagination is sucked out of children by a cathode ray nipple. TV is the only wet nurse that would create a cripple.
police at my door. Fresh to need and sweep across my bathroom floor. Out my back window, I make my escape. Didn't even get a chance to grab my old school tape. Mad with no music, but happy cause free. And the streets to a player is the place to be. Got a knot in my pocket, weighing least a grand. Gold on my neck, my pistol's close in hand. I'm a self-made monster of the city streets. Remotely control the hard hip-hop beats. But just living in the city is a serious task. Didn't know what the cops wanted, didn't have time to ask. Word. See my homeboys cooling way, way out. Told them about my morning cold bugs and mouth. Shot a little dice till my knees got sore. Kicked around some stories about the night before. Posse to the corner with the fly girl chill. Two action and some freaks till one bitch got ill. She started acting silly, simply would not quit. Call us all punk pussy, said we all want shit. As we walked over to a hole, continued to speak. So we beat the bitch down in the goddamn street. But just living in the city is a serious task. Bitch didn't know what hit her, didn't have time to ask. Crenshaw. Shiny shine was the driver known to give freaks hell. Had a beeper going off like a high school bell. Looked in the mirror, what do we see? Fucking blue lights, LAPD. Pigs just a car, their day was made. Found an Uzi 44 and a hand grenade. Threw me in the county, high-powered blocks. No freaks to see, no beats to rock. Didn't want trouble, but the shit must fly. Squabble with the sucker, shank him in the eye. But just living in the county is a serious task. Nigga didn't know you got him, didn't have time to ask. Back on the streets after five in the deuce. Seven years later, but still had the juice. My homeboy Han G put me up on the track. Told me E's rolling villain, BJ's got the sack. Unknown's a giant, Natsy's clockin' dough. Bebop's a pimp, my old freaks I hoe. The batting ram's rolling, rocks to the thing. Life has no meaning, and money is king. Then he looked at me slowly, and Hen had the grand said, Man, you out early, we thought you got ten. Opened up his safe, kicked me down with cold cash. Knew I would get busy, he didn't waste time to ask.
Let's watch a full length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Let's watch a full length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. It's been over one long year Watching movies bad, strange and weird Commandeer By Michael Hi, this is Carl I, I'm Mike's friend I, I wrote this song My turn on to French poodles Chinese German strudels. You should follow me on Twitter. It's Jokes to Carl. Uh, that's the French duh, not the uh, uh, duh, duh. Now let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Michael. Bom, bum, 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 bum. Let's watch a full eighth movie on YouTube. Clap with Clap. Mike. With Mike. Mike. Spiegelman. I like that song because you drag it out so long, and I just you know. <laughs> I just love hearing my name. So here is that slow. Michael Spiegel. I should mention, you know, I do prefer Mike, he, him. And uh, Carl, when he wrote that song, he purposely clapped after saying Michael. Yeah, right? yeah. Mike clapped. So I wouldn't say Michael. But I had to in the end. Yeah, no, it works out really well. Welcome to round. L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T from the song you just heard from Carl. It stands for Let's Watch Full Length Movie on YouTube. Mike Spiegel and Carl. Hi, Carl. Hi, Mike. How are you? Good to see I'm you again. I'm doing good. Good to see in you, man. In the flesh. Uh, in the flesh, we are streaming right now, as we do every Sunday, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on mutinyradio.fm. Go to a website, type in mutinyradio.fm, hit play now. Boom. You're listening to it. We have an archive there. You can go to podcasts, and you can hear. We've been on the air since 2016, 16. so you have a weekly ar archive there. And there's a donation button. So you can donate to the station. God bless you. And then we also are a podcast. We have to find us by our acronym, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. But good news, we also have a YouTube channel where you can watch us and watch the movie with us. We're going to watch a full-length movie on YouTube with you, the audience. Carl, what is the movie this week? This week we will watch <clears throat> Young Doctors in Love, 1982. Wow. Young Doctors in Love... Okay. 1982. That's what you put in the YouTube search engine. And the channel we want to find is called Film Major. Oh, Lee Major's son. Okay, so go ahead and find Film Major. That's the channel. But type in Young Doctors in Love, 1982. You will find Film Major hosting that movie. Click the link. Hit pause. Once it starts up, move the timer to 000. When we say go, you're going to hit go. We are going to hit go. Let us watch a full-length movie. Let us hit go. 
We'll watch the movie at the same time. Keep the sound down. Listen to the podcast. That's how it works. Mike, that is a lot to digest. Oh, yeah. You know what? It may take a few minutes. So may I recommend checking out our next feature produced by Carl as well. Carl has spoken to a celebrity comedian to provide us with the Celebrity Comedian Countdown. Take it away, Carl. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to Celebrity Comedian Countdown, this time with Gina D. All right, good. Now, you and I know each other out there on the comedy scene, doing shows together, seeing each other at open mics. But when I first met you, your name was Gina something, and then poof, it turned into an initial. Now you're just Gina D. How did this transformation happen? Well, because I am a school teacher, <laughs> and I'm trying to keep my, my professional daytime life Separate from right. my professional nighttime life. So um, I don't want my students necessarily Googling me and finding my stand-up comedy set. Yeah. Because I teach high school students. So then they get curious and then they might start looking me up and, you know. Especially I try to high those... school. Yes. So I try to keep those separate. Now you have part of your act does talk about like students and the experience of teaching. Like, do you have you got a whole lot of material there? You know that you you haven't brought to maybe your feature shows, but uh, it's a good source of material, right? It definitely is. It did take me a long time to find the right kinds of jokes to make because, of course, I would never want to say anything um, that's at a student's expense or uh -huh. at my boss's expense, or right. at the parents' expense. So then it becomes hard, well, what's left? So um, it's a very fine fine line balancing between what's funny about education without making anybody that I interact with feel negatively about it. Yeah, you don't want to cross a line. No. Okay, now you've got a very raspy voice, but not right now. So does your voice get more raspy as you're doing more public speaking? Well, my voice is raspy. It is still raspy, but not as raspy as you saw me the other night in the show right. together. And that's because uh, the night before, I was at a very loud place trying to talk to a friend of mine who was performing, and they had music playing so loud, and I was mm -hmm. right in front of the speaker while they were packing up their equipment, and I was yelling. So it definitely made it worse when you saw me the other night, yeah. especially the second night. Right. Because, uh, as opposed to the first. But this is definitely raspier than my original voice, be just because of overuse from mm -hmm. teaching and then comedy. And then I tutor. Um, I do a lot of public speaking. So uh -huh. uh, through the years, it's gotten raspy. Sadly. Now, through the years. So there was a time in your life without a rasp because some people just that's have it. I know. I did not have that. Um, it started my first year of teaching. I taught oh. second grade my first year, and I'm not a yeller. I was always a, the fun teacher. But what I realized, and I now teach high school, is little kids uh, don't really have inside voices. So when they talk to each <laughs> other, it's they're yelling at each other. So to get their attention, I didn't know the techniques that you know a lot of teachers know, where you can clap a pattern and they clap back. I didn't know any of that. And I would just try to be getting their attention by speaking louder than they were. Mm -hmm. And uh, after one year of that, my voice gave up. 
<laughs> now, I consider your rasp to be a selling point, to be a charismatic extra bonus. Yeah. Do you look at it that way, too, when you're up there? Not. No, it's actually annoying because I can't. <laughs> I used to be able to change my voice to speak like different characters. I can't oh. really do that. I don't have a singing voice like I used to have. Uh -huh. So, um, I mean, a lot of times guys like my voice, they're like, oh, you have a raspy voice. Mm -hmm. But in terms of being able to perform, it makes it a lot harder, I think. Yeah, I think you should see it as a positive, but I'm sure from your perspective, you know, and also you told us to kick up the mic because you could hardly hear yourself. Yeah, <laughs> I yell my set a lot of times yeah. because otherwise I feel like people can't hear me, you know? Yeah. Now, when we met, uh, you were sort of junior in comedy and learning. We only saw each other at open mics. And then just this last weekend, you're featuring doing 30 minutes at Scotty's in a real comedy club. We even asked you to do 35 the first, uh, well, both nights, really, right? Because our headliner was a little short. How do you explain this meteoric rise <laughs> to professionalism in which you're getting paid to make people laugh? Uh, I I was sort of pretty lucky because the very first open mic I did, there was uh -huh. a woman there who was sent to scout and look for female comics. Uh -huh. And so she came, and this was in June. I had just started in May. The end of May was my very, uh, May 2018 was my first comedy show ever. Gotcha. So in June, I was like, let me do an open mic. She came and she said, we have a show in August. We're looking for a female comic. Uh, do you have 10 minutes? And I didn't. I only had five, but I was like, in two months, I'll be able to have 10 minutes. Sure. I thought it was that easy. So I said, okay. Now I know that it takes a long time to come up with five good minutes. But good I minutes. made it happen. Right. And, then, um, and then what happened was my dad at the time was in a political office in town. So my parents had a lot of townspeople who would come to things with them. So I had 50 people come to the very, that wow. show, five zero. So now the guy who ran that show, he must have been, his eyeballs must have turned into dollar signs. He was very excited. <laughs> so he asked if I would host the show every week, uh, every month. So I was like so excited about this. But of course he thought I was going to have 50 people. Every time. Every time. No, I did not. <laughs> so 50 went down to 18, which went down to eight, which went down to four. And I do still have people. I mean, the other night there were eight people yes. Saturday. Eight people came like Every show is not that way, obviously. Mm. But it really helps because once you get on a show, then other people want to put you on their show. You know yeah. what I mean? Yes. So um, I, I lucked out in that way where from that people saw me in the show and then I was getting booked in things. Now, this lady was scouting for female comedians and you were in Ladies of Laughter. Yes. Not the same situation. Tell me about Ladies of Laughter and how you were a finalist. Where did that take place? I mean, it's one of the credits we list. Yes. So that was I feel like I lucked out in that way, too, because mm -hmm. it was during COVID. So normally there are rounds to that. You go in in person, you do your set. From that, they pick finalists and then the finalists go in and compete. But it was during COVID, so we just sent in videos. Uh -huh. From that, they just picked finalists. So okay. I didn't have to go in and do a round one. I did by sending in a video, but like I didn't have to go in live, which means um, 
I could handpick the video I send in. I'm not worried about nerves. You know what I mean? So, over. yes. So in that sense, I was pretty lucky. And then it was on Zoom. You only got two minutes because uh, wow. I was in the newcomer category. But okay. it was fun. I, I try to enter a lot of festivals and competitions. Uh, a lot of times I do it because they're in other states. And it's kind of a reason for me to go to those states. Yeah. But yeah. I don't get into a lot of festivals that I enter. I get in some. Uh -huh. And I get rejected from a lot more. That's all part of it. Yeah, right. If you throw enough at the wall, you're going to get invited to another state. I get Exactly. You. So yeah, someone you all... said to me, how are you getting in these festivals? I was like, listen, I'm applying to 20. I'll get in two. But that means I got rejected from 18. You know, And you had to pay the fee, right? And you had to pay the fee each time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so you have been on television. One of your credits is you've seen her on Lifetime. What is this? I was on a dating show on uh -huh. Lifetime, and it, it only lasted for four episodes. I was in the second episode. Okay. And it was basically a live dates going on around the country at the same time. Live blind dates. Okay. So you didn't see the person in advance. And then there were people in the studio, and they would cut back and forth between these live blind dates. And they would comment on it and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so it was a fun experience, but... You know, that led to a lot, too, because, um, you know, a lot. Uh, all the students in the high school watched it at the time. <laughs> you course. know, all that stuff. I was totally appropriate. I never would do anything <laughs> inappropriate, but it's still sort of funny, you know? Yeah. Date, you know? And it, um, what's funny is it turned into a comedy credit. It gives the impression that yeah, you were doing some sort of comedy. Did you say anything funny on the dates? I did say funny things. Okay. In fact, I made the date spit his water out all over me. So <laughs> we were at the table and then he left and then he spit water all over me. Was so. he upset with you? And that's why this happened? No, he was a really nice guy. He was very nice. He was just a much younger, too young. Too young, I'm sure. So um, you also have this silly credit, if I can be so rude as to call it silly, that you played the only comedy club in Iceland. Were you just looking for another credit? I was going to Iceland and I said, you know, it'd be cool to be able to do comedy when I'm there. Yeah. And I was talking to another comic and he said, oh, you should talk to so-and-so because during COVID, a lot of things were on Zoom. So comics were making connections with people all over the world. Yes. Like right now I do an online show still on Sunday nights. There's a comic from Germany who's on that. You know what I mean? So now you know people. So he put me in touch with the comic from Iceland. And then that comic put me in touch with the guy who ran the show. Okay. And I was so excited about it. Yeah. But then shortly after, as an after effect of COVID, the place closed down because um, uh, it was packed when I was there. Yes. But then, you know how it was, places yes. to stay open. Yeah. The pandemic, and it was global. So Yeah, yeah. Okay, now uh, let's turn to social media. And I yeah. think you really want to plug this TikTok. It's called Fortune Cookie Gina. How, what do you do on Fortune Cookie Gina? And that's what we search for in TikTok, right? With Fortune Cookie Gina, yeah. G-I-N-A. What goes um, on there? What are we going to see there? You're going to see some comedy sketches, little silly videos. I started doing comedy sketches with um, another comedian, Gerald Benford. 
And oh, he, he's great. Yeah, and he has a TikTok that has almost a million viewers, and he asked me to do some comedy sketches with him. So his mm. TikTok is comedian Gerald B. And I started doing a lot of videos on there, and a, a bunch of them went viral. So I was like, oh, I'm going to start doing my own. So I did some with my son. I've done some on my own. Mm -hmm. um, he, I didn't keep, I don't do as many. I'm not as prolific as he is. Mm -hmm. He spends a lot of time. Every one minute video is three hours worth of work between wow. shooting it. If you, if you're wearing a costume and editing it is where it really takes long. So um, I was shooting a bunch of them in like once a week and then editing them throughout the week and posting. But uh, it, it's hard to keep up because I have my sure. job. I have a tutoring business that I run and no. comedy and acting classes. So I don't, I'm not as prolific as he is. He does at least one video a day, but I do still post some comedy videos on there. Unlike Gerald, you have a life. You certainly do. Now, one of the reasons you have a life is you've been invited here to do our countdown. Now, Gina D, it is very important that everyone at home press play on YouTube at the exact same time that we do here in the studio. And that's what you're here for, Gina. So why don't you go ahead and give us that celebrity comedian countdown? All right. Are we ready, everybody? Let's do it. Three, two, one. Thank you, Celebrity Comedian, for the Celebrity <laughs> Comedian Countdown. I look forward to hearing it. Boom. This movie it's like was, one of those time movies. This movie is like a, a huge obsession for, a obsession for me, Carl, because mm -hmm. I heard about it when it came out in 82. I never saw it. That's uh -huh. what, you know, point of this podcast is these are movies on YouTube that I read about and never had a chance to see, and now we get to see them. So this right. is definitely on my list. Now, being an idiot, nerd, waste of uh, space – that I was back in 1982. Right. I know this movie for two reasons. It's the directorial debut of Gary Marshall. Exactly. And it's the first ABC TV movie under their ABC motion pictures. Right. And the thing is, I'm a little unclear about it. Um, I guess it did air on the channel ABC, but this was a movie company. This and they was released theatrically, yeah. Their box office was terrific. Was um, it? Yeah, they made money on this. And I think that's what led to Gary Marshall having opportunity to continue, you know. He's given it, us some great films. This oh, is a sure. good launch. Valentine's Day, New Year's Eve, Mother's no. Day. <laughs> Stop three movies. Romantic comedy crappy ones. Oh, okay. Pretty Woman. Yeah, Pretty yeah. Woman. Think about pretty it. I'm thinking... Overboard, just, hilarious. Overboard, no shit. Yeah, I saw. I saw the remake. Did you see the remake with Anna Har uh, Ferris? Mm, yes, I did, and it was okay. It was it okay. Was, yeah, wait, it was who pretty is this? funny. No, wait. The head surgeon is doing a surgery, and he's calling to the peanut gallery up above to identify themselves. These are the new air interns, so we're hearing they're all their oh. silly joke backstory. And this is a silly joke backstory movie because he's doing surgery, life, uh, something of surgery, life something <laughs> surgery. Well, I mean, all in. surgeries life threatening. You're under anesthesia. Right, open. Doctor, tell it to me straight, Mike. You have life threatening. Uh, uh, <laughs> need, uh, what life? What? <laughs> Sorry, I was half listening. 
Okay, so we're hearing their backstories, but there's only really two important ones here. Uh, that is Sean Young, who's Dr. Stephanie Brody, and Michael McCain, who's Dr. Who's Squiggy. Who's okay, let's listen to him for a okay. second. Yes, please. California. I can hear it. He's going to be the greatest surgeon the world has ever known. I only know one surgeon, and that is Dr. Stephen Strange. <laughs> These has. These has. His career was stopped short. Yeah, when he got old, you know, his handshake before the incident, though, every time you'd see a guy, hey, buddy, <laughs> how's it going, friend? Ma, please don't touch my hands. My hands are my career. Are you a hand model? No, I'm Dr. Stephen Strange. Imagine Stephen Strange, like, coming into the party with his hands all up, you know, scrubbed. <laughs> okay, so now what we've learned is that this, this main surgeon, he is a ball buster, the head surgeon, and those are interns. So he's going to try to break them. It's going to be the worst year of their life. But if they make it, they'll be the greatest doctors this city has seen in years. You know? Michael McKean was in Caddyshack. Thank you. Bingo. Bingo. Ooh, Dabney Coleman. Ooh, 82 Dabney Coleman. Taylor Negron. R.I.P. Look at this. This is such a killer's row of people in this film now. Yeah, and Gary Marshall makes comment about that. Like, here it is. Rick Overton. Young Rick Overton. Yes, yes. Uh, Gary Marshall once said in this movie, you look at the cast and see how many people there are going to be in this film. Maybe 70. You watch. You see how many of them will move on real fast after Young Doctors. That's your Gary Marshall impression? Yeah, it was a recording. I recorded it. Gary Marshall talks like this. Wake, call, wake me when it's funny. Wake me when it's funny. <laughs> wake, wake me when it's funny. That's why... Uh, <laughs> Guy yeah, these interns, these interns are working hard all night long, and that's what they're going to be like. Like, Gary Marshall, director, wake me when it's funny. I'll do my well, part when it's funny. That's that's the name of his memoirs. This is a great, great, great book. Oh, oh it is? God. Yeah. Oh. oh, my God. It's hysterical. He No, I mean, he is truly. First off, Carl, did you know Gary Marshall? Not, Not Jewish. personally. Not Jewish. Not Jewish. Okay, he's not Jewish. You would think Gary Marshall. Yeah, you, of course. Yeah. yeah, it's a very Jewish sense of humor, I guess. <laughs> uh, Polly Platt. She worked with uh, uh, Peter Bogdanovich. Okay, did you see him touch her breast? Touch her boobie. You can okay. do that. It's eighty-two. He's got a. He's got a fly in his ear. So look, the nurse comes in, not knowing, and says, "Take care of his fly." Uh, I look at the little little white boy. Mom, mom, let her do her job. So I was probably twelve and eighty-two. So that was me. I could have watched <laughs> yeah. this movie, Carl. Okay, now come the interns after a New Year's Eve party. Okay, that's explains the Santa Claus. Yeah, there's Sean Young looking good. Sean Young, yeah. Look how look how young. <laughs> There's a guy from Happy Days, the Cunningham. Yeah, sure. Do you think he's the jump the shark curse guy? Because yeah. I don't believe it. I think, yeah. No, because <laughs> he was in Married with Children for like 1,800 seasons. 
that he had a, a curse. In he, the, hmm, maybe you're right. I see you. I see you. The I see you. Uh huh. Hey, do you, do you, how do you spell I cup? I see you be. Whoever came up with the word I cup should have reconsidered knowing how it sounds when you oh, spell it. Also, there's this such word. I see you be. Listen to this. Doctor, I can't piss anymore. How old are you? I'm 82 years old. You pissed him out. You missed the what? Bedside manner I've ever fucking seen. So now, this is thing, like the Gary Marshall I know. Oh, listen, our young doctors are not in love yet at at all. Sean well, Young that, is all snooty to him. He's such a braggy ass, you know. And you, he uh, doesn't even consider her. Called her a nurse. Do you like the title of the movie? Do you think it's funny? Of a soap opera called Young Doctors in Love? Yeah, I guess so. This is not a good movie in the end, okay? But there's okay. lots of great things about it. But, yeah, it was a good title for what it's trying to do. It was a mock of uh, soap operas. As a matter of fact, the poster was like a well-known... Let's see, where's this poster? Here it is. Some movie posters featured a man and woman embracing in the sea and it's a very famous from here to eternity 1953 scene um oh sure Burt kirk, kirk douglas no Burt lancaster and kirk douglas kissing on kissing the each other <laughs> and um but the joke is they're wearing surgical gowns okay look this is a mob family on the run and the father is having a stroke or some bullshit so they're like, quick, let's get him to the hospital. But we can't. We'll be seen and right. arrested. So they're, they're going to go in disguise. Affleck. 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 And that's, that's going to get Hector. Here's Hector Elizondo in drag. Now, you know the story about Hector and uh, uh, Gary Marshall, right? Gary Not Marshall 100%. put him in every film. I just have he was befriended, right, and put him in every film. Yeah. Every film. That includes New Year's Eve. That includes... Uh, it includes Overboard for two seconds. Do you remember Mr. Cunningham here? Yeah, sure. So Ted McGinley, he was Mr. Darcy. You remember Marcy from Married with Children woke up and married a guy named Darcy and she became Marcy Darcy? Right. Look, that's he, Gary Marshall. Taking the weed. Hot. They're still our on looking for weed. Okay. His whole shtick... Uh, Neg um, punchline guy Taylor Negron, Doctor Phil Burns. His whole shtick is he works three jobs, so he's exhausted. Okay, that's his whole shtick. I got it. So he's always yawning. So he needs uppers. Now the cop goes write down what your molester was said he was going to do with you. He was going to lick me. I can't say it out loud. Write it down. So it's a little note. Okay. Oh, so someone's going to find that note. Right. Okay, I'm looking forward to it. Listen now, he's a guy. Oh, no, I missed it. No, missed it. Well, he has a distinct voice. Now, here comes Kramer, and he's the hitman who wants to kill the head of the other family. Oh, so this is a storyline. Yeah. Yeah. Look how weird he looks. I know. He really does a good job. It's pre-Kramer, and he yeah. might have gotten Kramer on the strength of something like this. He was in Problem Child. I think that was pre-Kramer. Yeah, yeah, he was. UF, UHF, pre-Kramer. Oh, he was in, 
blackface in a movie called Whoops Apocalypse, which I haven't had a chance to see. If it was on YouTube, we'll be watching it. No, I don't want to see a blackface. I mean, jazz singer was okay because he didn't know what he was doing. But was, this guy knows history. what he's doing. Yeah, right. He knows what he's doing. Okay, let me see here. Michael Rich. Have you seen the recording of him uh, blowing up? Yeah, at yeah, yeah. It's not, it's not yeah. Cool. Not cool. And, and the crowd did the exact right thing. Yeah, they, they just, like, started it. to disperse and went away. <laughs> so I married an ex-murderer, Airheads, Problem Child, Coneheads, UHF. Okay, so I remember Airheads. I'm trying to think. Uh, what was the first one you said? Sorry, Carl. Uh, so I married an ex-murderer, which is a film I know you know. I know because it's a San Francisco movie. Okay, these are the mob guys, okay? The son and father. And um, it's like, we have no beds. And he goes, check again, check again. <laughs> and, you know, they kicked at someone out of the bed. It's a miracle. We do have a cancellation. So they usher him upstairs. Cancellation? Cancellation. <laughs> so he's oh, making man. his crutch into a gun. I was going to okay. say, he's such a crutch. <laughs> now, here's the note. Right? So the note of what the he's going to do, and he goes, hey, you, out of context, he goes, I'm giving you this note, right, from her. She, th He thinks it's from her. I want to lick you up and down your body. I want to, he see. Please, I. Now, she is stuffy. She is stuffy. I know, her uh, hair's up. She's wearing glasses. Exactly. Now, here's another Happy Days girl. So he was involved in Happy Days, right? Laverne and Shirley with his sister, Penny Marshall. Uh -huh. Yep. Odd couple. This, he goes, this woman's not pregnant, sir. And what we're seeing is Michael is, in, I mean, Dr. Uh, Dr. August is insensitive. You know, it's funny that you, we're talking about soap operas because he, Gary Marshall, was in the movie Soap Dish as a mm. network executive. Now, look, did you see him pop? Yeah, it hit the belly. Oh, it did pop. Yeah. Next. Now, listen, listen to this. It's, listen. I knew it was possible for a medical doctor to be so unfair. Sounds to me like you're falling in love with him. Okay, <laughs> we got our first little now soap opera party. Like about this movie is the way they mix the drama, and this, they're doing it right here too. She's a prostitute. He's going to be a young doctor. They can't be together, but he totally wants to. Was that and the friends? Oh yeah. Okay, now, the he, guy on the left wants to be a shrink, right? Right. So he is totally convinced that this is Angela, not Angelo. He's totally convinced it's a woman. And they'll, he'll fall in love. He'll... Okay, now this isn't so good. It's just his first move now that he got the note. Now right. look how stiff she is, right? Perfect. All right, go to HR. Do, 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 do. This is City Hospital. That's its name, City Hospital. Okay. You know, yeah. Well, on the hunt of Sal. Go ahead. I was just going to say, remember those little heart swipes we saw? 
the little love uh, transition. He, Gary Marshall, was responsible for Love American style. Yes, yes. An, a, like, analogous. Okay, listen to how good Kramer is. Is that you, Sal? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pretty funny. Yeah. Could have machine gun in his crutch. Yeah, he's got a cane gun and a crutch gun. Crutch gun. No, he's he's giving him a good bite kiss from the whatever family. Always uh, kisses on the nose. Not in my hospital. What? What? Where's your chart? You know, as someone who has been in the hospital, nurses have been nothing but respectful and great. Oh, Michael, you're the greatest guy. You've got love in your heart. That's what. Oh, I'm hey, funeral. It's that guy. Yeah, it's this guy who's been in one. Uh, do you remember White Coats, the interns? Yes, White Coats, the Canadian uh, horror show we watched. Yeah, he was all yeah. over that. And so was Sean Young when we watched Dr. No, Mrs. Hyde, what is it? Dr. Jekyll and Mrs. Hyde? Yeah. Yeah, that was a good one. Oh, this there's Harry Dean. Harry Dean Stanton. With hair, Harry Dean. Yeah. <laughs> okay, what we're going to do now is a piss test. All right? Oh, no. Yeah, piss test. That's not fair. This movie's 16 minutes in and they're talking about pee? Carl, I don't know. <laughs> it's medical school. They're in No, but I'm, I'm saying I might have to get up and go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yourself? It, it, they brought it up beginning of okay. the first reel. <laughs> don't help me. Don't help me. All right. No, I'm, I'm, I'm here. No, uh, that's what he said to his co-worker. Don't help me. Okay. Piss. Piss. Well, you got piss under the table? Oh. Let's see what uh, it does. Uh, <laughs> dip to... Good thing I didn't step in it. I don't need a battery test to tell me that the patient has a slight... <laughs> Carl, two idiots are walking down this... He's like, street. I'm trying to cut down on the piss. And they see some dog poop, and one idiot says, that dog poop? He goes, well, it looks like no. dog poop. <laughs> yeah. Taste it. Smell it. Nah, good thing we didn't step in it. Good thing we didn't step in it. Okay, so he's tasted the pee. No sugar taste about No sugar taste. That's my little way of showing you that there's something far more important than pathology. No diabetes. And right. Our observation. If you had been observing now, if you had been watching him, he dipped one finger into the pee and another finger into his mouth. <laughs> you licked the pee! Check this out, Mike. Oh. Oh. Yeah, that and the Dean. I'm tasting it now. Piss to me, doctor. <laughs> Is he Dean Harry Dean Stannon? Like, uh, Alex 
wait. Wait, wait. Keep, let's mic. Doctor, here. <laughs> okay, so Stephanie's gonna freaking drink it, gulp. Oh! Wait, wait, wait. Got I stopped. I didn't really pay for Dora. I was just kidding. But I, I did the same thing he did. I took the fingers. Obvious. <laughs> he goes, look at my face. What do you see? Guy like finger piss. Well, listen to what he says. You look at this face. What do you see? Alcohol poison. I sleep at this stage. Get out! God damn it! Fuck! How dare you? How dare you? <laughs> so he made a fool of him. Yeah. And but he earned it. Ludwig earned it. What were you asking me about him? Was it the regular Harry Dean's? What is your question? Is he the Dean? Is he ha Dean Harry Dean Stanton? Oh, the Dean of the school? Yeah, that was my <laughs> that question. Was great. I, I'll take my question offline. Uh, <laughs> I'll take my question <laughs> off air. Off air. Um, no, he there. was. He's, he's a supporting role, and he's always been a supporting role. He had two, only two times he was the lead. Paris, Texas, and Lucky in 2017. He was really good in A Straight Story. Disney's, David Lynch's G-rated movie, Disney's A Straight Story. He plays the brother. It's good. Uh-huh. I think he was in that. You know, he doesn't do many comedies, Harry Dean Stanton. We saw him in Cockfighter. We did? Wow, we're Wasn't going back. That must be 2016. That was like 1976, I think. Oh, yeah, no, uh, that episode must have aired years ago, but... Yeah, 2016. It was like, it was the first film I ever put on YouTube. If you go to our channel, you'll go down, and we right. didn't have 1,200, you know, K listeners. Uh, it was if, the very first one I put up there. If you want to kill an afternoon, go ahead and check out our YouTube page, and you'll see 23 <laughs> views, 6 views, Cockfighter, a million <laughs> for the first two seconds right then they click away they used to get mad at us yeah well because they were just no looking up the movie i clicked on cockfighter yeah okay now he's going to be inappropriate and he's going to get what he deserves but he read the note he thinks incorrectly right bang Oh! Wow. Whoosh! Thank la 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 la. Good for her, right? Touche. Damaged that pan pretty badly. Now, I don't know how it happened, but our two love interests now are on an official date. They went and to she the will venerable. reveal that her father worked this little town. Let's listen. chickens and stuff like that anyway when he died everybody knew that he wanted me to be a doctor so she has the responsibility to take over for her passed away father return to her rural home it's a really touching story the town paid for her to go how would anyone practice in a silly place like that whoa did you hear what he said? Yeah, why would anybody 
want to so practice she, like, at a place yeah, like that. So she opened up and told her her motivation and dream, her goal, right? And then he was insensitive and he doesn't know what he did. Now she's having a dizziness spell because it's young. It's a soap opera, right? Right. What's wrong? Why are you dizzy? Aha! Okay, he's going to get it. What's the name of that coffee it. shop, by the way? It was like Venerable Quality. <laughs> really? Yeah, it was some I weird didn't... kind of awning. Next Listen, I have to tell you something uh, about my research for this film. There's too much. There's yeah. too much. I got a lot. But I mean, there's 16 cameos of soap stars from ABC, a lot of General Hospital. Really? I, I could not. I began to do it. I began to look them up. And I just can't, man. One, two, three, four, five, six. I got through seven. All right. So let's say you are watching us, watching the movie with us right now. You are familiar with the uh, soap opera General Hospital during the 80s, which is probably the greatest time that show existed, right? Like I would Luke say yes. Yeah. Right. Luke and yeah. Laura and the... Weather Machine? Come on. Right. I don't follow soap operas. I know that. So this must be cool to, to see some familiar faces pop up. Yes. Now, we won't see Luke and Laura, but we'll see everybody else. Who's that famous one? She's black, curly hair. She never won the Emmy. I want that oh, Emmy. Susan Lucci. Lucci. Let me just write that. Susan Lucci. Okay, I see that note past Lucci on the left-hand side. <laughs> I Got bet it. you it's reversed in... in no, we're uh, up here. Got to do the Brady bonus thing. Recording land. Oh, okay. Are you yeah. below me or above yeah, me? Yeah, below you. All right, Sharing. Got it. <laughs> I eat paper. That's my thing. Okay, so now comes like a little tat, tat, a tiff, a row, a tiff. Ow! Huh. Does he say anything? Oh, he did. He introduced himself in the beginning. Yeah. Is that really the guy from Caddyshack? He's so dry in this movie. Which one? Who's that guy right now? The 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 greatest surgeon in the world. That's us, uh, Lenny from. It's Michael. Uh, it is. Oh, McGean. Michael McGean. Oh, all right. Oh, Better Call Saul. Oh my God! I thought he was the guy from Caddyshack. It's Chuck McGillis. All right, Chuck McGillis. Hey, whatever, whatever happened to whatever happened to Chuck McGillis anyway? This. No, no, Better on the TV show. I, I stopped watching. Whatever happened to his brother? His brother was cool. Whatever happened to his brother, Carl? You stopped watching Better Call Saul? No, I'm kidding. I I watched the entire okay. hundred okay. seasons. I did yeah, well, it doesn't diligence. turn out well for his brother, okay? Yeah. Let's just say that the roof, the roof, the <laughs> roof was almost hot. And Saul didn't care. He didn't Let care. the motherfucker burn. Ooh, Ooh! He goes, here's where your spleen is. Here's your kid. Kidneys! Rabbit punch! Kidneys. Oh, that was a rabbit punch. <laughs> this man has a simple gallbladder removal. Jesus. <laughs> See, this, this gives you the impression this film is good. Now, look, I know him, and I didn't look him up. I'm sorry. No, you know, this movie is pretty recent for our taste, right? 1982? Yes. At this point, like, every... There's Daphne Coleman. Look at him rocking that beard. 
Yeah, that okay, okay. So, uh, where is he? Was in nine to five. Yeah, Dar Dar Darbney 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 Coleman Dabney. Yeah. Nine to five Tootsie in War Games. That's what I know him from. That's why you I don't think know he's him so from cool. Hot to Trot with Bobcat Goldwaith. Yeah. Oh, know, he's been in a million things. You know, uh, Gina Davis wrote this uh, really good uh, memoir, and she credits Daphne Coleman for going to therapy because uh -huh. she was on uh, Buffalo Bill. Remember that TV show he did? Oh uh, no, no. He was like a shock jock. He was like a, a talk show guy and. Named Buffalo Bill. I think he was in Buffalo, New York. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Good. Uh-oh. Okay. Now we're having the misunderstanding. I didn't give you that note. <laughs> the lick. I didn't write that note. He's like, what? <laughs> he married Rodney Dangerfield's daughter in Easy Money. Right, and they were. Yeah. She was a virgin, and yeah. remember, they were separated immediately on the way. They never consummated because Daddy, in my mind, is saying no. Then they go to that motel, and he put in the quarters in the bed. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I will make it sensuous for you. God, I love that movie. My brother and I saw that movie, Easy Money yeah. and the Claremont. I think it was a Claremont. <laughs> a Bellevue. It might have been a Bellevue. We were the oh. only people in the theater. And when the credits were rolling, we heard laughter. But we were the only people in the theater. We looked up. The projectionist was sticking his head <laughs> out the window of the rain, laughing at Easy Money. <laughs> might have been the Claremont. One of the three jobs he works is like dance hall partner dance instructor oh sure you punch a card and you 10th part card you get a free dance right exactly okay yeah. now we find out what is uh taylor negron's true intention his name's dr phil and they didn't mean that because it wasn't around right his true intention is to get uppers to help him with his working three jobs that's his bit i love it medications room what typical boyfriend yeah he goes why aren't you dancing he goes i'm so tired you poor man hey why are we stopping? i'm so tired i have no energy you poor man now look once again right this movie isn't good i am really cherry picking some great yeah, stuff yeah no i mean this was his first movie. It was a little uneven. Right. And you know what he went on to do, right? Flamingo Kid, uh, Beaches, Flamingo Kid. Runaway Bride, Princess Diaries. Princess Diaries. I haven't seen any of those movies. Mike, what are you that crazy Flamingo about? Kid? I completely forgot about that movie. That was a... Okay, the reason you forgot, right, is because you were always reading about these weird movies and seeing these B-level things, right? Meanwhile, pop culture was going on. Yeah, Best no, you're right. No, I remember. I got that mixed up with the Coca-Cola Kid. 